Welcome back to episode 47 of the Split the Seam podcast. We are delving into the... Well, technically, we're officially in fall. It's officially the best season of the year. Uh, Got that out of the way. Believe it or not, guys, I was driving with the windows down this week in Arizona. It's the little things that matter. It's the little things. I don't know what that means, Um, but good for you. I'm already jealous, not going to lie. It just means that it's not like so hot that I have to have the AC on. Oh, I mean, right out here, it's the perfect weather to roll down with the windows on, uh, with the windows down. I drive around with the windows down. Out I here. don't agree. It's already getting too cold. What are you talking about? It's been like 65, 64 tomorrow. That's highest 58 tomorrow. That's not that bad. It's not bad till you get to it's 40. It's not that bad. I mean, it's going to be much worse in two weeks, but, well, yeah, but that's it's starting like. to get a little cold. I don't think. To I me, like good it. weather is high 60s. Good weather is, Yeah. But I mean, like, I know I'd say, yeah, whatever. This is not why we're on this podcast. We're not, we're not going to talk about this. Uh, we're officially a weather podcast, I guess. Oh my God. I, I would, I would never come on to Zoom again if that were the case. Um, but it is fall regardless of weather talk and topics. It's fall, which means October's close, which means playoff baseball. We, if you've been listening, you know, we've been closely and intently watching all of these races. I will, I do have some updates for seeding and clinching spots that I'm just going to get out of the way because we don't really need to talk about them. Uh, Last week, we officially have some division winners on both sides of and some playoff spots already knocked in. Uh, I don't remember if the White Sox had already clinched last time we talked, but they've officially clinched the division. I know the Rays hadn't clinched yet. They officially clinched. And then you move on to the NL side. This one I know we didn't talk about either. The Brewers officially claimed the top spot in the NL central, despite the Cardinals not having dropped a game since we talked about them last, uh, which is insane. Uh, and they also have punched in their spot to the postseason as well in the wild card slot, which means the wild card is officially the NL wild card. Not officially set. It's, it's not officially There's, set. No, they, we know one of the two teams who are going to play in it, but it's a question of, Giants and Dodgers, who goes on to win that division? Okay. The Giants currently. Yeah, it's games. it's who do the Cardinals play? And that, that's, that's either the Dodgers or the Giants. Yes, but the, all the wild card hopefuls of the NL are dead. Uh, we all thought they were going to die last week, anyways. It didn't matter. Um, but yeah, so they're uh, they're yeah, Dom. Sorry, um, but that's all the clinches set out that we didn't get to last week. So we have. Uh, I guess we'll start with the NL this time because the AL is a lot more interesting. In my opinion, I think the NL is quicker. We can get rid with it already. Um, I guess I'll just ask you to, Dom, I'll start with you. Who do you foresee the Cardinals having to go play a do or die game against? Uh, believe it or not, I actually think that they end up in Los Angeles for the wildcard game. Uh, if you would have asked me a couple of weeks ago, I would have said that the Dodgers were going to win this division, but the Giants have held firm. And I'm not sure what led me to believe that they weren't considering everything that's gone down this year, but just kind of felt like the Dodgers were on a roll. And I just kind of assumed that the giants and their injured starting rotation wasn't going to be able to hold up. That hasn't been the case. The giants, they have two more games against the diamondbacks than three against the Padres. And neither of those two teams really have anything to play for. So I think that uh, the giants are going to hold on in the division, which means the Dodgers will be the wildcard team and facing the Cardinals. All right, Josh. I happen to agree with you, Dom. I have been holding firm on the Dodgers winning this division all year. I still think they're the better baseball team, and I'm going to stick by that. But 
the Giants are just they aren't finding ways to lose. I thought they would eventually find ways to lose games and the way that their schedule set up. I'm blanking on who they're playing right now. I believe it's actually the Padres. No, the, the Dodgers are playing the Padres and then they're going to play the Brewers. The Giants are playing someone now. They're playing Arizona now before they play the Padres. So the schedule is in favor of the Giants as well. And they have the extra two games a hand. I think it's going to be too much for the Dodgers to make up. I still think they're going to end up winning the NLDS because they're the better team, but I think they're going to have to go through St. Louis first. Well, make St. Louis come there. Yeah. Okay. I think we're all on the, on the same boat here. I mean, two games back, it's not impossible for the Dodgers, but with, well, they're now playing their sixth remaining game, both of them, or they're, oh, sorry. Let me see here. Uh, they're slated. Okay. Yeah. Tonight they're both playing their, fifth remaining game. So they're also playing some, you know, easy opponents. Yeah. I, I, it's the, it's the giants. Um, the giants will win the division. Dodgers will play the red hot Cardinals, which, you know, wild court, wild card format. You'll never know what happen, what can happen. Um, if there's somehow, somehow, I mean, I don't think say, could you imagine if St. Louis goes on to win 22 in a row and then goes in and wins, like the, like that would be unbelievable. Third game in a row, they win in. Yeah, that'd be nuts. Um, but they're losing as we're recording, but it's only the fifth inning, so and it's one yeah. nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. So who knows? Um, um, I do want to have this argument though. Dave Roberts starts Scherzer over Bueller. Yeah, because Bueller's probably going to start on Sunday, especially if they have a shot at winning the division. Yeah, Bueller started Tuesday. If they don't Wednesday, have a shot at winning the division, though, they give him time off. I don't think so. I think you still go Bueller and say, "All right, we'll uh, we'll start you on you Sunday." Bueller pitch on Sunday, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, Mad well, because I mean, you want to be able to save some of your other pitchers because you have the ability to throw Scherzer. Scherzer's pitching Wednesday. That would give him five off days, and then he pitches on Wednesday. So I, I feel like that makes more sense. Uh, I don't think you'd save Bueller and have him go on pitching Tuesday, he'd go on six days rest and he'd throw someone else. Cause if he pitches on Sunday, he could turn around and pitch on Friday in game one. Yeah. Or you could, or you could throw Friday is game one. Uh, the NL wildcard games on Wednesday. So game one would be on Friday or you could have him pitch in game two on Saturday and have him turn around yeah. and pitch game five. If you need it, have Kershaw go game one, like Dave Roberts has options here. And it's a good thing to I, have. You can yeah, honestly understand a, a lot of the decisions. So you, like you can understand every side of it too. Like it's not a bad. Yeah. And, I, and I don't think there's a wrong way to go about it. Like if he saves Bueller for the wild card game, I, I mean, agree. I, I would, I would start Scherzer in that game, but uh, I think that if, uh, if you point. have Scherzer in the bag, I would just stick with Bueller. Don't mess up the rotation. Uh, and then if you need him to, you can pitch him out of the bullpen. Uh, if that's what you really want to do. And then you can go Urias and Kershaw game one and game two turn around, go Bueller game three, and then Scherzer game four or something like that. Yeah. At this point, you're splitting hairs, um, in my opinion. Uh, but it's a really but... good question because Dave Roberts will find a way to mess it up. Exactly. We'll see. Uh, but regardless, so that's your ticket for the NL wildcard game. We should quickly get it out of the way now. Uh, talk about the NL East race, which... Um, is currently they're playing now. The Phillies are three and a half games back. They're playing. They have two more games against the car. Sorry, the Braves right now. They are down. They one have game. to win the next two. 
They have to win the next two. Uh, they're down one run, top of the six. They just scored a, a, a run. Um, three and a half back. They need to win the next two against the Braves or they're dead in the water. And then the Braves go on to play. Uh, I don't remember. Philly goes to Miami. Uh, and I don't and the know. Braves play the Mets. Braves play the Mets. Okay. So, I mean, Philly is some easy know, wins for them. Yeah. I, I, it's going to be the Braves, like I've been saying the entire time. Um, I'm not really that bummed about it because I've just been telling myself, I've never let myself get really invested since we like fell off the a cliff in September. So yeah. I think there's a lot of positives to look at if you're a Phillies fan, though. First winning season in quite some time. Obviously, well, not technically yet. You got to win one game, but uh, the uh, the goal is obviously not. Yeah, they they play Miami. They'll but win one game. I, I you'd assume so, but uh, if you look at it, the Phillies. It's been a minute since they had a winning season. Obviously, you don't play the game to have winning seasons, but the players in Philly are finally starting to feel like they're winning. That's something that they haven't done. I think Girardi's the right guy. I think they're definitely missing some guys out in the bullpen. And if they clean some of that stuff up out there, it got better this year. It still isn't good by any stretch of the imagination. But with Wheeler there, Nola, he showed a lot of positives. Obviously, there were a lot of negatives throughout the year as well. Uh, you got to be feeling confident as a Phillies fan looking forward to the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, um, we'll have some money to play with in the offseason. Uh, and, you know, we, barring anything crazy, should have the National League MVP. Um, you also had Zach Wheeler uh, continue to look even better since he signed his contract. You could probably, you could argue that he should be the ace next season based off of Nola's playing his play. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's positives. It's better. It's just the like the highs this team has gotten to at points during the season that makes it a lot more sour tasting than it probably actually is for me personally as a Phillies fan. So. That's where I'm at. I mean, that's the NL. The NL is pretty short up. Uh, you're probably going to see Braves take the NL East and you will likely, you know, the Cardinals are going to be going out West. It just depends what part of California. So that's the, I guess, the less cool stuff out of the way. Uh, now we switch to the AL where things get a lot more fun. Um, the first thing I want to get out of the way and say is the Astros are four and a half games up on Seattle in the division which means they have to they have to lose every one of their remaining games and the Mariners have to win every single one of their remaining games and the Mariners will somehow claim the NL West crown which is Astros currently losing yeah and they're currently losing 3 to nothing they're currently losing the Raves Raves Rays <laughs> um and Seattle slated to play Oakland Oakland is dead in the water for the division but I'm but the main, the main thing I want to talk about I already told you the other two teams clinched their divisions in the AL, the fun part, the race for the AL wildcard spots, which both of them are still up for grabs in technicality, even though one of them is a little more ahead of the other guys. Right now, currently, you have the Yankees who are two games up. Uh, they're 90-67 for the first wildcard spot. And as of now... They're currently down two runs to Toronto, who is a game behind Boston. However, they have two guys on. So the winning run is at the plate with one out. And Boston's the being the Orioles three to nothing. We're we're recording this Wednesday night. I'm not sure if that was said earlier today. Yeah. So don't get don't don't put too much weight into it. We're just we're just saying things as we're talking. Yeah, but as of now, 
Yanks, two games up in their wildcard spot. Boston in the second one, half a game up on the Mariners. The Mariners, uh, wow, just rattling off on, wins. I believe. Um, nine and one in their last 10. They've won three in a row. They're half a game out of a wildcard spot. Uh, just to get the other guys out of the way before these guys talk about who they think is going to punch in or what they're thinking right now, looking at all these teams. I'm going to get the numbers out of the way. So you got the Boston second spot, Mariners half a game out uh, away from Boston, Toronto a game out, and Oakland three and a half. Those are the only teams that are still in it. Gentlemen, what do you, what have you, before we get to who you think wins it, I want, I want to ask what you have made of the last week of baseball from a couple of these clubs and how, just like in general. So Josh, like, what do you make of some of these teams in the last week since we last talked about them? It's been crazy. I mean, the Yankees have certainly been the team to stick their head out and take the lead on a seven game win streak. I don't know how much of that series you watched against the Red Sox, but they got something going right now. They have that stupid turtle that they're enjoying and it pisses me off, but (laughs) that turtle has been in the locker room and they have a seven game win streak. You can say whatever you want about it. They just advance the runners to second and third with two outs. Um, Yeah. I mean, stands on a mission right now, that home run he hit on Sunday night. I still don't think it's landed yet. That thing just went a mile. They've been playing well. I think Toronto's hopefully going to come out on top tonight and then this winning streak. And then if they win tomorrow, they're putting themselves in a good spot. But Yankees certainly put their neck ahead of the rest of the race here. All right, Dom, what do you what do you make of some of these other squads besides the Yankees in the past week? Well, the Red Sox, they had a good chance to close this up this past weekend there facing the Yankees. But the Yankees walked into Fenway Park and swept them, which turned the Red Sox one game or two game lead over the Yankees into a one game deficit, which was then made a two game deficit on Tuesday when they lost to the Orioles in a Chris sale start and the Yankees won in Toronto. So it's been interesting. I kind of looking at it, it's been two teams that really want to get into the wildcard spot. And it's been two teams that haven't really showed us that they want to get into the wildcard spot over this past week or so. The Red Sox were coming off a hot streak and it immediately got shut up by the Yankees. You could very well see that with the tip with the Tampa, with the Toronto Blue Jays here. And then I believe the Yankees are also going out to play the Rays uh, to end the season. So the Rays are going to have nothing to play for because they're going to have the one seed. But we know the Rays and the Yankees have some history. They don't like each other. And you know who the Rays probably don't want to face in the ALDS? Yankees. It's probably not the Yankees. So uh, they will have something to play for, but not for themselves. So it's just going to be fascinating. I'm not going to like overreact anything, but the Mariners, oh my God. Uh, I, I talked about it earlier this year. I said, I gave three teams to like watch out for to like go over. It was them, the Giants. And then I forgot what the other team was, but I also said Marlins under, and I, no one expected the giants to be as good as they are. I didn't expect the Mariners to be in the wild card race at this point of the year at 18 games over 500, but it's been so fun to watch these guys rally around Mitch Hanniger, their weird bullpen that just is locked down their starting rotation, which is pretty much non-existent. In this lineup of just guys that grind out at bats and none of them are like these extremely great hitters that are getting this national attention, but Mitch Hanniger and Ty France have been two of the best hitters in baseball this year. And you pair that up with two really good defenders up the middle and JP Crawford and then Jared Kelnick, you're looking at this team 
they have the pieces to be a winning team. They also have some veterans in there too. So uh, as Josh is frustrated because the Yankees just tied the game up with uh, a triple by someone, I assume Josh knows more about it. Single by Higashioka. Wow. Uh, anyways, the, uh, the law car race is crazy. I really hope the Mariners get in with a negative 50 run differential. They need to get stomped one time in the next five games so that they, so that they end up with a negative 50 run differential. However, the team with the current record for worst run differential to make the playoffs is the 2005 Padres. And, uh, it would be cool if the Padres still have that record. So either the Mariners need to miss the playoffs or the Mariners need to have a better run differential than minus 42. Uh, I'm not sure either of those. Uh, I'm not sure the Mariners can make the playoffs having a better run differential or having a worse run differential than negative 42. So uh, I think the Potters are either safe or, uh, or the Mariners are going to miss the playoffs because I do want that, but I also want to see the Mariners. It's funny. It's funny you say Padres. Speaking of the Padres coming in to pick for the Blue Jays right now, Padre legend, Adam Simber. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's funny. It's funny. Dom, Dom's gone from Padres safe referring to a postseason spot for a good amount of the year. Now Padre safe is a record <laughs> for, um, yeah. Hey Leo, you can't be, it's been a long month. Him, right? His team lost to the Jets. What dude, oh, what? we're talking about oh. baseball here, Josh, <laughs> you suck. Oh, Josh, that was the best one all year, man. That was because stupid. like Leo can't make that today, today. No, no, I, that that's not what I, that's not what I said to you. I said no fantasy oriented jokes. I did not say that. That is, that is the, that is the quintessential creme right. de la creme. Fine. Anyways, anyway, anyways, Leo's team smashed me in fantasy and McCaffrey got hurt in the first quarter. So that was embarrassing. Anyways, that's all that needs to be said about that. Well, you scored 78 points, but anyway, yeah, baseball, baseball. Um, I'm not the lowest scoring team in the league though. Okay. Yeah. Um, put the crown. All I want to say is uh, they've talked a lot about the wild card race. All I'm going to say I just want the Mariners in. I don't care about anybody else. I just want to see Seattle in. Uh, I think it'd be great. It'd be awesome. Even if they just get smoked first game, I don't care. I just want to see the Yankees miss it. Yeah, that's, that's all I care great. about. So, I'd say those two things probably don't go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so since by the time we record next week, we will have all the playoff spots will actually probably be in the midst of wild card games. Um, gentlemen, you are going to have to give me your spots, which means, I mean, we can, but we'll all just say Braves win NL East, right? To get that one out of the way. So, yeah. yes. Okay. So that's the, now we'll get to the fun ones. Tell me your two wildcard teams. Tell me your wildcard matchup come next Tuesday, October 4th. I think I got it. Yeah. Fourth. Uh, that's no, the fifth. Fifth. Okay. Whoops. Ah, uh, anyways, October 5th. That's right. Who is in the wild card game? Josh, we're going to go to you first. Give me your matchup. Yeah, so it's going to be the Dodgers. I thought it wouldn't be, but they're going to be the team that ends up losing the NL West. They're going to play St. Louis. It's an interesting game. I'm excited to watch it. I think the Dodgers end up winning. They're the better team. I'll be rooting for St. Louis. St. Louis is the hot team. I would love to see them continue the streak into the playoffs. I think that'd be really cool, but... I think the Dodgers win this one. They're going to have a lot of good options, like we mentioned, to start that game. So I'll be curious to see which one they go with and how it pans out for Dave Roberts. All right, so that's your NL. Uh, hit me with your AL because I think we already talked about the NL. We know who. That, that's the one I was kind of asking about. Unless did I? Unless I accidentally phrased the question wrong. But um, 
Hit me with your AL. You started talking who's going to win the NL East. I thought you meant who's going to be the other NL teams. Oh, I guess no, I misinterpreted. That's, that's my no, bad. No worries. I think, I think the Yankees end up making it. I mean, I think that's just the reality of it. Like Dom alluded to earlier, I think the fact that Tampa just has nothing left to play for kind of ruins the fun here. Who, Yankees who make it. I who, think I'm still going to hold out hope that it's Toronto. I think they're going to get at least one more game from the Yankees here. And I think they're going to be able to sweep the Orioles. Okay. So short porch hosting the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I think Toronto wins the game, by the way. Okay. Fair. I think Toronto wins. Okay. All right. So there, I mean, I guess, should we just guess? Cause yeah. Okay. Let's just give the wild card winner too. Cause that makes sense. Dom, if you want to, your turn. Tell me the wild card matchup and then who you think will win. So back to my NL matchup, uh, Dodgers Cardinals. I think we were unanimous on that. Yes. Uh, I hate that I'm rooting for the Cardinals because the Cardinals are the pain of the Padres' existence. The Do- the Padres are the Dodgers' little brother, but the Cardinals are like the school bully. So I hate that I'm rooting for the school bully over the older analogy. brother. Okay. It's it's really not. Just, He's right. Just just go with it. Uh, Fine. Fair enough. But I I just uh I mean you're really tearing me apart here with this pick. I, but I mean I'm gonna have to make it. I'd say the Dodgers do win that game. I think their lineup's better. Uh, I think having two off days for the first time since the All Star break could be something that kind of messes with the Cardinals. The Dodgers bullpen is extremely deep this year, which it didn't seem like it was going to be, but they've just pulled the guys out of nowhere that have been really good for them. And they're going to have plenty of really good options at the starting pitching spot. It looks like Adam Wainwright's they're going to hold him off and he's going to start that game. And Adam Wainwright's been really good, but uh, I think that the Dodgers are, yeah, well, Adam Wainwright's going to get Cy Young votes. So yeah, he's, uh, not he's first place. Votes. How old? 30, 40, 40. Good for uh, him. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I was there when uh Ha-Sung Kim and Tommy Pham, both the home runs off him when they were batting below 200. And uh, I was shocked. Um, I remember a fan uh, yelling, a Cardinals fan that is, he's yelling, Tommy, we still love you. And I turned around and I said, go ahead and take him. And he's like, he's like, you guys want Matt Carpenter? And I'm like, sure, dude, anything on this bench. Uh, anyways, enough about Tommy fam. Uh, Dodgers beat the Cardinals. And then, in the AL wildcard game, I'm going to hold on with the Yankees. I've held on to them for such a long time this year. Uh, I think they'll be the top spot and they're going to host it. I do think the Red Sox hold on. I think that lineup's a little too potent. And um, I think they get things turned around here. I really want the Mariners to get in, but I know that at some point the Mariners are going to remember they're the Mariners and they're probably going to drop two games. And that's going to be all it takes. You think it's going to be the same thing with Houston though, with Tampa, that they're not going to really have much to play for. Like we said, they're probably going to end up clinching the division tonight or tomorrow. Eh, maybe it's really tough to tell. And I also don't think Houston wants to see the Mariners in the playoffs. Yeah. Those guys are a holes. So I wouldn't count it past them. That's fair. So my question is, I forgot, I'm going to miss this. I know who the Yankees are set to play and Toronto set to play after their, these series. Who is, who are, who is Boston facing for their last Washington. series? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Okay. Um, just for the sake of fun. And I, I don't look like I'm copying Dom. 
I'm just going to say Yankees Mariners just to try and will it into. I hope we're all wrong. I hope I'm right. We're all wrong and the Yankees miss the playoffs. The Mariners play the Angels. Yes. Why did I think they played the Astros? Who plays the The Astros? Astros play the A's, who are going to be eliminated when they lose to the Mariners. Yeah. Uh, So I'm just praying Juan Soto, Juan Soto breaks hearts in Boston. Um, Honestly, I, I, I honestly, a part of me wants to, per, from a personal standpoint, like the people I'm, I'm around on a weekly basis, I want it to be Yankees, Red Sox, just to listen to the fan bases yell at each other. Um, Cause it would be the funniest thing out here. Uh, there's so many Boston Yankee fans uh, and they've been yelling at each other all year long. Um, and it'd be funny to watch them go to keep bringing down to one game. Just like to hear all the excuses and the whining, but I, care more about the Mariners. So I'll say Yankees Mariners, the Yankees win that game. Uh, and then Dodgers Cardinals and Dodgers win. So there you go. There's a, there's your playoff. Uh, there's your playoff predictions a week out from split the seam here uh, and your wildcard winners. So you, you, we just gave you our division series matchups. Not much else to talk about with baseball. We already went through all the MVP stuff. It's not any different. Um, it's the same stuff. So I think we're going to move on to football, right, gentlemen? Yeah, I believe so. All right. So we'll move on. We'll switch over to week three in the world of the National Football League. Uh, We'll kick it off with game of the week before we get a player of the week. Josh, is there a game you want to highlight? I wonder what game he's going to pick. And I'm not actually mad that he's going to say this game, but go ahead. Well, uh, in my defense, I'm going to pick this game because it's the only game I watched all of that was worth highlighting. So I'm going to talk about the Bills Washington game because this team was just unbelievable in this game. I, this is just a great example of how the score doesn't quite tell the story. I think it was very clear that if you watched this game and you watched the Bills play against Miami in week two, and they won 35 to nothing, this was a much more complete effort from the Buffalo Bills in on both sides of the football. I don't want to say special teams as well, because we saw that little blunder there. I do want to add that, I we mentioned it last week. I was at that game, that kickoff blunder that happened. It was very interesting. I was actually sitting in the top deck. I felt the gust of wind come as it came in that sent that ball backwards. So it was actually really neat to experience that and see the ball actually move back because that was one of the weirdest plays I've seen in my life. But it was cool to see that happen. And it was cool to see the Bills just absolutely dominate Washington. I mean, offensive line was great. Josh looked great. Receivers looked great. Defense was out of this world. Safeties were unbelievable. Of course, Poirier went down. We're hoping that he's going to get well soon and hopefully play in this Houston game. But I mean, everyone on the team looked great. This was an all-around great performance for the team, except for special teams, but we'll clean that up a little bit. Game was awesome. Stadium was great. Tailgate was unbelievable. Some of the craziest experiences I've had eating sausages and chicken wings off of the hood of a car at 1030 in the morning. Great times. Highly recommend going to a tailgate with Bill's Mafia. If you ever get the opportunity to, it's a great experience. Go to the hammer lot. They'll set you up good there. It was a great time. Yeah, great game. Josh is back in MVP mode. All right. So he had one game. He had one game, and Josh is already saying that he's back in MVP what, what, mode. What did you expect? Uh, what did you expect from well, Josh Golden? Talking about the Bills. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean... I don't know what I should have expected, but he, he, he was amazing in that game, rightfully yeah. deserved, and he got the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, he put himself behind the eight ball uh, with his performance in the first two weeks, but uh, 
week three, there's plenty of time. Right. I was about to say he uh he like hit the ball around around the eight ball. I don't know. Bad what, bad what analogy. analogy? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I you uh, know what? I, you sound as confused as Jared Goff and Sean McVay last year in SoFi, my guy. Just seeing all that green and white coming at them, like, just so confused. Didn't work. I thought it worked. Didn't work. I, I think Dom just would... Dom didn't react. <laughs> Why didn't he react? <laughs> Sorry, I had someone FaceTime me. It's been my... Uh, Dang it. It would have it, it worked if he heard me. Was it a Jets joke? It was actually it was like kind of creative. Bad Jets joke. It was not bad. It was creative. Um, it was a Dom, really bad joke. No, well, Josh is shut up, Josh. Uh, Dom, give me your your game of the week uh, that you want to highlight. Talk about. Yeah, oh, I know my game, game of the week too. Okay, yeah. No, no, I, I wasn't gonna do. Uh, I wasn't gonna do Rams. Oh, Bucks. you should. That wasn't the. No, it wasn't game of the week. The the Rams absolutely dominated them. They look like the best team in the NFL. Uh, sure. How about Chargers Chiefs? Yeah. Justin Herbert is 2-0 and at Arrowhead. Yeah. Now, granted, one of his wins was in Week 17 last year when Mahomes didn't play because the Chiefs already locked up the one seed. But that doesn't really matter. You know who's really undefeated in Arrowhead, though, that I want to shout out quickly? Sorry to interrupt you. Mike Williams is the actual undefeated one in Arrowhead. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he's he, very he, good. He kills them every time. This is the second time he's killed them late in the game. Remember the... Uh, yeah, there was that freaking Rivers just uh, he got the ball downfield that one time against Rivers on that crazy catch. And then he caught the wide open touchdown. Yeah. Anyways, keep going. Um, I watched this game with a Chiefs fan <laughs> and that was pretty fun. Unfortunately, you know, I was rooting for the Chargers to lose, as I always do. That is priority number one on Sunday. But you couldn't help but be amazed by what Justin Herbert was able to do. 26 of 38 for 281 yards and four touchdowns. He makes things look super effortlessly. Uh, he's definitely in the MVP conversation to start the year. He's been super impressive. He's got two wins on the road already, which is something that you don't see a lot of quarterbacks, young quarterbacks at the very least do. And I've been impressed. The Chiefs, they're going to be fine. Uh, their defense will get a little bit better. The defense has to improve a ton though. And I think Mahomes needs to take a little bit better care of the ball. Uh, his no look pass led to an interception because it wasn't on target. Yeah. Uh, he totally just threw the ball off his back foot, 40 yards down the field. And uh, miraculously it took him three years to realize that, Hey, you can't always do that uh, twice in this game. It bit him. And uh, it, it wasn't a great game from him. Problem. Yeah. She just have a turnover problem. That they have to get over. Yeah. And, and if you're losing because of turnovers, those are fixable mistakes. If you're losing because your offense isn't going to move the ball down the field, that's something you really need to work on. So I think the chiefs are going to be fine. I'm not hundred percent confident. They're going to win this division anymore, but uh, they're in trouble. uh, If they, uh, if they don't respond to division, I don't know. The Broncos, the (laughs) the Broncos have the best defense in, in the NFL, I'd say so far. And the chargers look very impressive. Ah, woo. who thought that would happen? <laughs> I've been looking at some of these power rankings coming out this week, seeing the chiefs anywhere from like six to even now, like around 10, I think I saw them. Like, like you said, this is turnovers. It's not like they're struggling to move the football. It's fixable problems. This team is fine. They're still one of the best teams in football. However, they are putting themselves behind the eight ball here at one and two. It was interesting as this game was going on. Obviously, I was at the Bills game, and it was cool when they were showing the highlights a little bit. Crowd was going crazy when the Chargers scored every time, and 
they're now one and two with this Sunday night football matchup coming up against the Bills week five. If the Bills win that game, that's I think we're all going to agree that the Bills are going to beat Houston this week. That'll be the Bills two games ahead of Kansas City with the tiebreaker. That might be hard for the Chiefs to come back from. And like I said a few weeks ago, I think when these two teams meet in the championship game, whoever has home field advantage is going to be the one who advances to the Super Bowl. So that could be a big deal. I don't even think if you're the Chiefs, you think about any of that right now. All you care about is everyone in front of you. Oh, I'm not saying the Chiefs are thinking about. I think that's what they're thinking about at one Bill's drive. And I can tell you that's certainly what I'm thinking about. Okay, well, fair enough. But I mean, the Chiefs need to be thinking about three. Chiefs have their own problems. We have the luxury of being able to think about that. And two and one. Yeah, I mean, like they're already down in head to head. I mean, I'm not going to say there's no time to panic. It's the Chiefs, but it's weird. It's just weird. That's what I would say. This is just weird. It's weird to see. We're not used to this. Um, so, yeah, that's a good game to highlight. The game I want to highlight, um, Packers-Niners was an entertaining Sunday night football game. Uh, it's the classic, you know, there's the meme of that guy in the uh, the divisional game from like 2017 or 28 or 2016. 2017. I think it was, been I think it was 20... I think it was 2016. Okay, 2016 of the, the Packers fans sitting... In Jerry World, with all these Cowboys fans celebrating after they scored a, a, a game uh, a, to take the lead, and it's like you left Aaron Rodgers too much time. It happened again. Um, the Niners played a very good game. Uh, they Kyle Shanahan threw Trey Lance in, gave them some fits. Rodgers struggled a bit. Is returned to Northern California again, and then they left him 32 seconds. And Aaron Rodgers does what Aaron Rodgers does and gets them into field goal range. Thanks with a lot of help to Devonte Adams. That game was fun to watch. It's fun. All the memes. Cause someone recreated the meme in the middle of Niners fans. It's literally like a shot for shot, almost look of, uh, of the one from that playoff series or that playoff game. But the, yeah, 30, 28 Packers, two and one, uh, everybody who's panicking week one. I told you, you shouldn't have been. And, uh, this is why they got a good win against, a uh, uh, all right team on the road, Sunday night football. That's my game of the week. Yeah. I got two things I want to discuss about this game. One, we mentioned it last week about the John Harbaugh decision. I said how that's the decision you have to make when you're playing against Tom Brady and you're playing against Patrick Mahomes. I was wrong. You also got to make that decision against Aaron Rodgers as well. That's as what we I learned here, you. you can't let him get the ball with 30 seconds left in the game. Even if he has no timeouts, he's going to succeed because he's Aaron Rodgers. Second of all, I think the narrative that Aaron Rodgers just doesn't care was put to bed with that one, too. Yeah, he loves football. The, em- <laughs> the emotion he showed on the sidelines when Crosby made that kick was pretty incredible. Yeah, not, not even that. Just after he spiked the ball, that fist bump. If you if that didn't get you going, then you don't love football. Not to a victory lap at all, but I did say last week after you named quarterbacks you do that against, I did say Aaron Rodgers. So I guess you're right. I, I, I said you do that against all 31 other teams. Yeah, well, we I know. So I you guys disagreed right with me there, but I said uh, it was situational. So yeah, I have disagreed. But yeah, I mean, and we're not saying this because of something that happened in this game. We're just saying what they're just trying to say is that Aaron Rodgers belongs in that category and he showed why. Yeah. But that was my game of the week. Um, player of the week. Do we have guys prepared, Josh? Justin yeah, I'll go f- Tucker. Okay. Nope. Oh, yeah. Justin Tucker will be the first guy to go. 66 yards. If my damn Chiefs friend didn't ruin this moment for me because he was so pissed that they lost. 
What what a kick! I mean, sixty six yards that broke NFL the record. Record by two yards, and that can only I, happen to the Detroit Lions. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and I remember saying like throughout this game because it was the first time the Ravens went back to Detroit because you only face or you used to face every team out of conference uh, every four years, and you traveled to them every eight years. Now, obviously, that's changed with the seventeen games in the regular season. It's could be. Uh, less than that. But anyways, uh, I remember the last time the Ravens and Justin Tucker went to Detroit and Justin Tucker made a 61 yard field goal that basically ruined all chargers playoff hopes. And that was back when I still supported the chargers because they were still in San Diego. And I remember how devastated I was Fake Rams. and I, I just felt for all lions fans because it, it happened again, which was pretty funny. Yeah. The craziest part about that game was he had already made Three other field goals that like I think he yeah. kicked. I think he made. He already made three, and he missed three. one. He and missed he a. Uh, he missed a forty nine nerder. Yeah. So, just a Tucker go to kicker, best kicker all time. There's no other debate about it. I don't care who you bring up from the past. It's just Tucker. I don't really think. And now it's just even more. He holds even more records. I mean, he's still going after some, but come on, like there's no one else. Uh, Josh, player of the week. My player of the week is going to be the best pass rusher in football, and that's Miles Garrett. Four and a half sacks last week, obviously teed up against a terrible opponent against 39-year-old Jason Peters. As much as I love the guy, he is not what he once was. Easy opponent for him, but he certainly ate. Great game for him, helps his sack total, and helps his case for defensive player of the year. Yeah, that uh, that clip of him on Twitter pulling the inside move. Um... Unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty that's pretty scary to say the least. That's a good player of the week. My player of the week is me. Uh, uh, what's the word here? I guess another victory lap for Leo. Um, Matthew Stafford is my player of the week. My God, this dude just lit up uh, a a good defense, a great defense that's been playing down well. But boy, thir- twenty seven to thirty eight, three hundred forty three yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Listen, there's a lot of MVP talk going around already. You have to put Matthew Stafford in that conversation. 100%. He's in the front. He's, He's in, in the front. front of it. He's in the front. Like I said, he would be dark horse. Uh, I, I would argue Kyler's in the front of it, but he's certainly number two. Yeah, I mean, they're in a cha- regardless, this guy's slinging the ball. And like I said, even with Sean McVay losing his starting running back and Daryl Henderson being injured, Sean McVay's such a great head coach, the best head coach in this division, um, that – He just modeled the offense off of a great passer who's already used to throwing the ball 50-ish times in his career a game, and they're just absolutely slinging it. And Stafford looks great. He's great behind. He finally has the team around him that he needed, and that's why the Rams are the best team in the league, and that's why Stafford's my player of the week. So that's my player of the week. You know who who his top target was in terms of yardage, Leo? Uh, Deshaun Jackson, probably. Yeah, it was the Deshaun Jackson, which has me worried he's going to get hurt next week. Yeah, but yeah, this is how uh, it works, Dom. He scores one I touchdown. Know. You you have told me. You have told me. And I, I laugh because it's true. Uh, hopefully, now the fact that he's a Ram, that doesn't happen. But I hope. For uh, you. I hope. <laughs> you saw the dynamic ability that Deshaun Jackson brings to this offense. They waited two weeks to bring it out for the opponent that they felt like they needed to do it against. They're going to need him again against Arizona because the Cardinals are going to put up points. So uh, fortunately, Sean McVay is 4-0 against Cliff Kingsbury and against Kyler Murray. Uh, did the uh, Blue Jays just score? They did. Oh, Bichette home run, baby. The Braves also scored, so they're up by three. Sorry, Leo. 
It's fine. It doesn't hurt. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, player of the week and week three game of the week. We'll move on to game four. I do have the standings already ready. I'm actually good at my Can job. Can I give a coach uh, of the week? I, I do want to say one thing while we're on the subject of this baseball game, though. Bobachet has two home runs and a double today, and it's also worth mentioning that he put up his 100th RBI tonight as well as George Springer. So Toronto has four Marcus guys Simeon. with 100 RBIs. Marcus Simeon, thank you. And so they have four guys with 100 RBIs. That's the first time since I believe it was 2003 or 2005. I just feel like highlighting that because it's awesome. All right. Uh, Dom, yes, you can give a coach of the week. Not Matt Nagy. Okay, cool. Good, good shout. Um, I would also say not Pete Carroll. Uh, <laughs> definitely not Matt Nagy. <laughs> yeah, definitely not Matt Nagy. That was Where one of they? the worst game plans I've ever seen. Uh, Bears fans are so down bad from that game that there's a conspiracy theory going around that uh, Matt Nagy actually threw that game. Uh, which is I know. Yeah. Um, no. D- did you see what Dan Orlovsky said? Yeah, no. that was dumb. Uh, it was what fantastic. What do you say? I didn't see it. It, it was basically he's either just completely incompetent and should be fired because he just doesn't know how to run an offense or he threw the game. He threw the game to prove that he was right about Andy Dalton being better than Justin Fields right now, which is a completely dumb thing. That's not what happened. Yeah. I mean, that's not what actually happened, but we don't need to go into that conspiracy theory because we don't know anything. We'll move on to week four. I have the standings and I do have, I'm here to officially announce there is a pull the way for first place and it's not Dom. Uh, I officially take the lead this week after calling the Bengals game, calling the Patriots game. Uh, and there's one more I'm missing here. Uh, oh, well, Falcons, Falcons. <laughs> that actually and, paid off. <laughs> and I, I also off. remember that you said you got a quote free game for picking the Seahawks over the Vikings. So uh, okay, well, we, we did get a game back from you there, but yes, that's why uh, you're, um, you're one behind. Because there yeah. were other games that you picked better over me, but I am currently at 35 now. Oh, no one hit any hot takes, right? I no, no. all of our hot takes how, how were much ground did I make up? How much ground did you make up? None. <laughs> uh, you are you've fallen, my friend. You are further back now. Josh is at 24. Dom is at 34. Let me just read. Uh, I am me, off to a cold start. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's see here. Let me just read out the games that Josh picked because real quick, because it's kind of it kind of illuminates it. So he got the win with Panthers on Thursday night, and then he goes Colts, which he had the asterisks. He picks the Colts. It's Wentz starts. Wentz did start. They still lost. Then he picked the Giants. Lost the Falcons on that last second kick. Then he picked the Chiefs. We all picked the Chiefs. Uh, then he picked the Steelers. You both picked the Steelers. I picked the Bengals for some dumb reason. Uh, and then he finally got a win back with the Browns. I almost picked the Bengals too. I should have stuck with that. Yeah, one. you did. And then you switched it. You were, I should have stuck with the Bengals. That was a mistake. Yeah. Sorry, I think we're all going to pick the Bengals for Thursday night football this week. But yes. yeah, well, probably we'll get into that though. So the standings are Leo 35, Dom 34, Josh 24. And Dom is the only one to have hit a hot take all year so far. I'll make up ground on my hot take this week. And all three of our hot takes were, were garbage that past week. Leo's was killed due to an injury. Mine, mine couldn't have been further from the truth. And uh, Josh's team that he said, when my double digits lost outright, I forgot your guys' hot takes to be honest. Giants. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then I, I said the, I remember I said, that now. I said um, the football team Bills game would be the lowest scoring game of the week. Yeah, oh, yours yeah. was significantly yours was worse. Yeah, no, my, like I said, mine, mine was dead. It sucked. It's okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't regret the thinking behind it. Uh, I was just disappointed that the football team coming off a mini buy did it. They showed zero heart against the Bills, and Josh Allen had a great game. It's no discredit there, but uh, oh well, happens. They're hot takes for a reason. I still can't believe I picked the Falcons partly because Josh did a hot take against them and it worked because of young Oku. Uh, that's, that's funny. Um, well, anyways, Danny Dimes sucks. Well, that's also true. I mean, my, that's my other take is I said the giants would be terrible and they look terrible. Uh, anyways, we'll jump into week four. Uh, Dom alluded to it. First game, Thursday night football. We're back to the usual Thursday night disgustingness. I mean, last week kind of was too. Last week sucked. Uh, but yeah, so last week three, is worse than this one, I think. Well, I, I mean, at least you got to watch the Panthers until McCaffrey got hurt, which is like, I think they're the same, to be honest. Anyways, we don't need to argue about that. Oh, and three Jaguars heading up north to Ohio to take on the two and one. Bengals. Um, we're all taking the Bengals here. Do whatever you like to talk about how the Bengals have been playing, though. We haven't really talked about it. I mean, I feel like they deserve some praise. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I wasn't able to watch most of the games on Sunday because I was at the Bills game, so I didn't see much of their win over the Steelers. Steelers, thank you. But it was, I mean, that's an impressive win for them as much as I don't think the Steelers are that great still to win a division game like that against a team that's had their number for about 15, 20 years is pretty impressive for Cincinnati. Definitely shows that things are heading in the right direction. So nice to come in on a short week now and hopefully run over the Jaguars. Yeah. Um, I just want to say that uh, people were getting really low on Burrow and uh, after the injury, they didn't think he'd come back off the injury. A lot of people started comparing him to some like mediocre quarterbacks that we've seen in the league. He's shut them up. And Jamar Chase, too, shut shut people up. So Yeah, he has shut people up. Yeah, he yeah. I he's verified another one of my <laughs> takes. I loved it. I love LSU wide receivers. I've said it always. And you know, I guess you could say two of the two of the biggest young wideouts right now in the league, you could definitely say are Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. So there you go. Uh yeah, nice, Dom. That's so great. Uh so yeah, we're all picking the Bengals. We can move on. Tom, do you want to say anything about the Bengals or this game? Or they've been good. Looks like they're going to be three and one if they can just win on Thursday night football. Yeah, there you go. All right, we'll move on to the next game, which is uh, Dom is trembling as I read this out loud. Uh, it's the two and one Titans heading to take on the zero and three Jets uh, in <laughs> in New Jersey. You just um, suck. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so this is another easy one. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we're all taking the Titans. The Titans could possibly be without AJ Brown and Julio Jones. I will say that, but luckily they're playing the jets. So it doesn't matter. Correct. They're playing the jets. It doesn't matter. This team might be worse than they were last year. The jets worse than they were last year. Uh, I'm not going to say definitely yet. Yeah, I know. I know. Wait, this offense is worse. Tough. So Josh, this offense is definitely worse. Josh, I have a question. So if they're worse than they were last year, do you think the Rams could actually beat them if they played them this year? You suck so much, Leo. <laughs> I think the 2021 Rams would beat them. 2020 Rams, no. Okay, okay, okay. Why? They want a playoff game. <laughs> that was yeah, but they so the Jets basically won a playoff game last year, is what I'm hearing. Sure, they beat they beat two teams that won playoff games. 
That's really funny, actually. Anyway, it is really um, funny. No, it 100 is. So yeah, so we're all taking Titans. Cleveland, here. right? Um, yeah, Cleveland. Yeah. So Titans, Titans, Titans. Easy peasy. Titans. Yeah. Derrick Henry run all over their team. Yep. Easily, he might have 300 yards. Like he could just run that team over on his own. They don't need to throw the ball once. 300 yards. Okay. Um, He's not going to because they're not going to only run the ball, but they could win that game only running the football. He could have 300 yards and they'd still win. All right. Um, Jets are that bad. We'll move on to another shellacking. Uh, I have to go last here, but uh, there's really no point in me doing this. Um, We have the Super Bowl runner-up, Kansas City Chiefs, heading to take on the team that has the same record as them currently, uh, which is Philadelphia. Uh, Chiefs are heading to the link. Andy Reid returning to the link. Um, First time time time. he took the job, yeah. Wow. Uh, Didn't even think about that. I'll I'll start here because I'm going to use my hot take. I feel bad for the Philadelphia Eagles in this game. Uh, this is just a game that I wouldn't want to play. The Chiefs coming off two straight losses, which I think is something that they haven't done in the Patrick Mahomes era. Nope. Uh, so I, I think the Chiefs, they're going to have a good week of practice. They're going to walk into Philadelphia. They're going to steamroll them by at least two touchdowns. I just, I, Free I feel bad for the Eagles. Uh, Might not even watch, to be honest. Well, I'm going to watch, but. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing about the NFL and not wanting to watch your team is that there's other good games on and you're not always guaranteed to have your team's game. So I, I have Sunday NFL ticket. Yeah. Well, you have red zone then, or, uh, I do have red zone. <laughs> you, you have that, you have that. Thanks. So I'm going to take the chiefs by two plus touchdowns. So I'll take a minus 13 and a half here. Uh, they're going to have a, they're going to have a good week of practice. They're going to walk into Philadelphia who they were impressive on defense the first two weeks, I think I absolutely clobbered by the chiefs without Brandon Graham. So uh, they're now down two linemen. I think that the chiefs defensive line can cause some more problems for Jalen hurts, make things tough on him. It's tough to take a team to win by two plus touchdowns on the road, but I feel confident in this one. Hmm, I wonder. Great why. pick. Yeah. Great pick. Uh, Josh. So chiefs. Yep. I'm taking Kansas city. They're giving a touchdown. Like Dom said, I think this is the worst spread of the week. They should be given 10 points at least. Kansas City wins this one easily. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm taking the Chiefs. Um, somebody teach Jalen Hurts how to step into a deep throw for the love of God. Uh, and Nick Sirianni, I will come to your house if you don't run the ball more than two times with Miles Sanders. Yeah. I would also greatly appreciate that. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No one yeah. cares about your fantasy. <laughs> Dom brought it up. I didn't. I for, if, if this was a normally scheduled recording, of I drafted two running backs to a fifty percent snap share. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's miserable. I did tell you. Look out for Naheem Hyde after you drafted Jonathan Taylor. No, you did. I only drafted Taylor because he fell to me at eleven. I didn't think he was going to yeah. get there, and I didn't know who to take. And I knew I was going to take Kelsey at the turn. So, like you know, let's get a running back. Yeah. All right. Anyways, yeah. Uh, Eagles are going to get steamrolled. Hopefully we at least get the offense rolling again against, I mean, that's the only thing that's really going to happen. I mean, I, the chiefs aren't going to punt once this game until they put in their backup in the end of the third. Quarter. Um, sure. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> uh, they won't be punting the ball. Uh, they're going to win by a lot. 
so we'll move off of that depressingness for me and we'll move on to, Oh, great. Uh, cat. We got to talk about the Cowboys now. Great. Uh, three, no Panthers at the two and one Cowboys. I'll just get this out of the way because I'm the resident Panthers guy on this, um, podcast. It seems another one of Leah's gracious takes that are going well this year. Um, but I will be picking Dallas to win this game. Um, I don't know how you could pick against Dallas after last week. The offense looks crazy good and their defense stepped up in a couple of ways in Jerry world and the Panthers are going to be without McCaffrey. So as, as while they have been statistically the best defense in the league so far this year, like actually they are right now uh, the Panthers D uh, they're This is going to be the uh, wake up call. Uh, Dak's going to go off. So I'll be taking the, the Cowboys. I'll take the Cowboys as well. They are looking better than I thought they were. I still need to see a little bit more from this defense to really believe in them. I want to see them go up against another high caliber offense other than the Chargers and see them stand up. I'm not sure when that next opportunity will be for them. It's obviously not against Sammy D and the Panthers, but I am going to take Dallas here. Against who? I mean, they beat the Saints. They schlacked the Saints. Dallas doesn't play another high caliber offense until yeah, we're not going to call Minnesota a high caliber offense. So yes, why not? week 11. Why not? What are you talking about? How is Minnesota not a high caliber offense? I wouldn't consider them a top seven offense right now. How they put up 30 points every week <laughs> against who they put up against 24 the car- against Cincinnati. Okay. They put up My 32 bad. against the Cardinals off of at least one pick six. And then I'm I, forgetting who they play this week. They the Seahawks. Seattle 17. Seattle's defense is not that great. <laughs> the Seahawks who have no, not it's not great. It's the worst defense in the league. But, okay, yeah. but it's still right now a top seven offense. <laughs> that team scored maybe the most points in the league right now. <laughs> uh, I could name 84 seven points offenses that are better. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, yeah. So Cowboys, Dom. Yeah, we're gonna make it unanimous here. I think it's gonna be a close game, but I've been extremely impressed with how Dallas has played. Kept it close to Tampa Bay Week One. We're able to go into SoFi Stadium and beat the Chargers, who we've now seen is a very good team. The Red and then there, were, and then they are all. I you really had to say that, didn't you? <laughs> the refs beat the Chargers, but anyways, yeah. Oh, I thought he said the. Oh, no, the refs, the refs. Sorry, Dom. I actually did not make a joke. The refs beat the Chargers. That was a joke. Anyways. uh, And then, man, yeah, you you really are. Uh, (laughs) And then Dallas was able to just destroy the Eagles in a divisional game. That's normally close. So uh, I'm going to rock with Dallas here. But uh, if Carolina wins, I wouldn't be too shocked because they've showed a lot of promise. But not having JC Horner or Christian McCaffrey for this game is going to hurt them. Panthers are still underrated, but you're going to lose this week. That's what I'll say. Um, Trey one's not a bad spot. Nope. Uh, we'll move yeah, on. Yankees have the tying run on second with two outs. All right. Uh, have their weight up. Thanks. Thank oh, you so okay. much. Um, we'll move on to the Josh's favorite team, uh, the 0-3 Giants, uh, going down to... Are they playing in the Superdome yet, or do they still have to go play? Yeah, they are. They okay. are. All right. They're going to the Superdome and they're taking on the two and one saints who I just correctly said would beat the Patriots. All right, wait, I'm taking my victory lap on this. Okay. This is the funniest thing ever. All right. So I'll I give sat you respect here. here. 
I sat here last week and I picked the Saints because I said that Malcolm Jenkins has yet to lose in Foxborough to the Patriots. And I quoted that last time he played there, he took a pick six 99 yards back. He had a pick six in the win over the Patriots. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, that's, that's the funniest thing. That's crazy. Yeah, so. your your logic for picking that game was extremely flawed, but it ended up being a vital part of the reason of why they ended up winning. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Dude, two of my picks last week were for the dumbest reasons, and they worked. I, but, I picked the Falcons because Josh had a hot take with the Giants. You, you then, faded Josh's hot take. And then I picked, I picked Malcolm Jenkins, a pick six, to sum up that the Saints would take it all the way back to beat the page. Anyways, um, the Saints are going to win this game. Uh, I think they get Marshawn Lattimore back. Or do they already have him back? I believe so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Danny Dimes is just going to have a terrible time in the Superdome. I don't really... Like, this is the first... Like, after Hurricane... Yeah, like, even, like, like if we're doing narratives, like, Hurricane... I already forgot the Hurricane's name. Ira? Ida. 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 Like, come on. Like, the New Orleans faithful going back into the stadium after that, after COVID. Like, there's no way the yeah. Saints lose this game. I agree. I'm taking the Saints here. Also, the Yankees lost. Like, actually, what's the line? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Nope. Never mind. All right. I'm not saying two touchdowns. All right. So we're all taking Saints, though. Dom, Saints, Saints. Yeah. They probably win the game by two touchdowns. Well, then make sure Blake Martinez sucks for the Giants. I'm actually taking Giants spread here. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Well, all right. Uh, but we all go Saints. A lot of un- uniformity, un- uniformity, whatever. Uh, going so far with these picks. Next game is an interesting game. Uh, you have the two and one Browns off of their shellacking of uh, Matt Nagy's attempt at an offense, uh, and then you have the Vikings, one and two, but they just upset the Seahawks uh, at home, looking like a good offense. Dalvin Cook, guys, has yet to practice. Uh, and we don't know if he's going to play again, but Alexander Madison looks pretty good without the, without cook. So I think we're still all going Browns. Yeah. I'm taking the Browns here. I mean, we know how confident I am in this Browns team and you guys know how I feel about Minnesota. I mean, the Browns are the better team. I know it's going to be a tough place to play in Minnesota, but I think they'll be able to get the job done. Going to be a lot of running the football in this game. Yeah. I'm just getting mine out of the way. I'm going to go Browns. Um, Vikings are one of the other cursed teams this season, so it's whatever. Uh, Dom, this I know Dom. I mean, in like general. Well, I know in general, but they're also like it carried over already. Um, I'll be taking the Browns. I know Dom picked the Vikings last week, so I guess he's higher on them in a way. He might just be lower on Seattle, but you're taking the Browns, Dom. Well, no, I mean, I I like the Vikings, but I love the Browns. They were my pick to win the AFC. I think they got to show us something on the road here, and I think they do. I think the Browns going to Minnesota, which the crowd in Minnesota was electric. And I assume that it would be in their home opener. I think the Browns, they're a much better team than the Seahawks. And I think they're able to go in here and win this game. See what we're forgetting to factor in. We should have talked about this preseason. Minnesota fans are willing to put up with the Vikings because the Bucks won a championship. So factor that in. Sure. Listen, I have, I, we already established I have wizard <laughs> powers. All right. That's Did all. We? Come on. Come on. After last week, come on. Yeah. Like give it to me for at least a week until I ruin <laughs> it again. 
regardless, everyone's going Browns. Next game's another okay. This okay. Next game is fun. Uh 0-3 Lions at one and two bears. Um, I'm gonna take the Lions, guys. I'm I'm doing it. I I I cannot pick this Bears team. I'm taking the Lions. It's too fun. The Lions have been the Lions have played decent football. Like it's not terrible. I mean, they they got they took the lead over the Packers and Lambo at one point. They got they ended up losing like the Lions do. I mean, they got Justin Tuckered. They played well against the Ravens, and you know, they almost came back on the Niners. And the, the Bears honestly look worse as a one and two team than the Lions do as an 0 and three team. I will say that right now. So I'm gonna take the Lions to go into Soldier Field to win this game. I cannot pick Matt Nagy. I, I cannot do it. Uh, I was hoping to be alone on this game, but I'm with you, Leo. Okay, so you're not going to back out uh, of this it, one like the Bengals one? It, it doesn't matter <laughs> who starts this game. The Bears just look broken. I, can, I can't pick this team again until they fire Nagy. Like, uh, I just can't. Dom, I, too was hoping to, I, do, I, do, I, too, I, too was okay. hoping to be alone on this game. <laughs> I'm going to take the Lions. You know, yeah. They're 0-3. That makes me want to take the Bears now, but I'm not going Don't to. Don't do it again. You <laughs> I'm not going to. Uh, they're 0-3. The Lions are playing with heart. I got a feeling that a lot of these Bears players are going to give up on Matt Nagy, and I think it starts this week. You know what, Josh? I don't think it starts this week. I think it started last week. Yeah. Well, I, I think that after what happened last week, it starts this week. You know what, Josh? You've missed on a lot of things and gone cold to start the year so far, but I will give you some praise here for one thing you said. You were right about Dan Campbell, so I'll give you that. The, the dude he is a good coach. Speaking. Yeah, he's he. Uh, it's obviously going to take time for him to build something in Detroit, but but from I, like I a think, morale standpoint, he's got these. I, guys I think he is the right guy to lead this team right now. He's got them trying, like they're they exactly. Don't, they don't. They don't think they're the Lions right now. They exactly they don't remember that. So the very good fit. Kudos to that call, Josh. You were right about Campbell so far. Um, we'll move on to an easy game. Um, I mean, Josh's go last year, but one and two Texans. Heading up to take on the Bills. Um, is Tyrod Taylor still out? How long is he out for? Yes, it's Davis Mills. Okay, uh, great. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Buffalo's going to win. I don't really say much more. Uh, Worth noting that the Bills in back-to-back weeks were set to face Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tyrod Taylor, two former Bills quarterbacks, and will not get to play either of them. Interesting. Both at home, too. All right. Uh, Dom, Bills... Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say here. I am taking the 16 and a half in the pool. Uh, not too confidently, but uh, after after getting a double-digit spread last week, uh, right after going 0-3 in week two, looking to make it too straight. Thank you so much for that enlightening input. Um, you do, what? That just serious. means I think it's going to be a three-score game. I know. Enlightening input. That's what I said. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was being serious. I was not being I, Yeah, I mean, when you originally said it, I didn't think you were being serious. So okay, I was. Uh, Josh, would you like to do your Bills moment? Yeah, I'm gonna try something new here. Actually, Leo, I've never done this before, but I'm gonna use my hot take on this game. Actually, oh, wow. I don't see Houston putting up double digit points here. I mean, this Bills uh, defense is absolutely on fire. I've been very impressed with the way they've been playing so far these first few weeks. And from what we saw from this Texans offense on Thursday night football, they looked absolutely abysmal. I do not see them finding any success against this Bills defense. Obviously, it's going to be important for Jordan Poyer to be healthy in this game, but I think he's going to give it a go. 
I don't see Houston putting up points on this Bills defense. I'm going Houston gets held to single digit points in Buffalo. I'm really curious. I wish we took kept a record of the of the overall record of this take because I'm sure it's like one in seven. Might not once. Yeah, it happened. I don't once, think we've used it eight times. I mean, but I mean, I think we've used. I think it, we have. Uh, I think we've I used it like it four times last year. No, I feel like I, I hit it once too. No, it's I, only, I was the only person to get it, yeah. and it was it was with the Rams against someone. Yeah. The famous one is Dom's one. The, the famous one, Josh. Josh, do you remember? Josh, do you remember which of the famous one was that we all like to remember of him of saying single digit points? When he picked it for the Jets against the Rams and they ended up losing the game to the Jets. They also scored an opening drive touchdown that game. Yeah. And and an opening I think I remember touchdown that one. In the second half. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will never forget that one. Um yeah. so uh but we're going back to it. Uh Josh, I like it. Um, should be a fun game. This would be a fun game. You just get absolutely, uh, actually wait. I can't say that. <laughs> anyway, the, the one thing I will say that's worth noting, I mentioned the week five Kansas city matchup earlier, potential look ahead spot for the bills. I don't think it matters. Yeah. I mean, this team's not good enough to like take advantage of that. So the, the Houston Texans aren't good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll move it on might matter for my hot take, but Whatever. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll move on, though. Uh, this is what I'd, I'm deeming this the the uh, shoot. I had a name. I forgot about it. The Eagles draft picks bowl because uh, <laughs> these two teams, as of now, are both surrendering their first round picks next year to the Eagles. Um, it's the 0 3 Colts uh, at the 1 2 Dolphins. Dolphins off their OT loss to the Raiders in Las Vegas. Yeah, you must and, have been real happy to see Carson Wentz start that game. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I didn't um, think about that one. Yeah, I mean, currently right now, Josh, if uh, the season ended right now, the Eagles would have the third, sixth, and ninth pick in the draft. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good. I would um, say you should trade up for their one pick to get a quarterback, but I don't know who you take with that pick. No, I I don't. It's been three games for Jalen. Calm down, Dominic Stern. Calm I was down. the biggest. I was the biggest believer in him on this podcast. Calm down. It's been okay. three games. Calm down. I will calm down. Uh, uh, anyways, back to this game though. Both these teams have been disappointing. Tua still out. Tua. Yeah, Tua's still out. Squeeze out. Jacoby Brissett. All right. Oh, revenge game. I'm picking the Dolphins. Ooh, I didn't think about the Jacoby Brissett revenge game. Revenge game. I'm picking the Dolphins. We know I'm the guy that just follows dumb narratives. Got to stay on brand. No, that's not a dumb narrative, though. Okay, well, I have the guy. Quarterback playing in a revenge game is not a dumb narrative. It is at home, so that doesn't make as much of a difference. But I'm going to go with the Colts. I think they got to get a win at some point, and it's got to come here against the struggling Dolphins team. Give me Frank Gregg and the boys. Dom, I assume you're also going Colts. No, I'm not. I'm going to stick with Leo here. Uh, the Colts very injured. Uh, Quint Nelson suffered another injury and the dolphins coming off losses are a very good team. We saw that last week in Oakland in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Oh no. Strike Sorry. one. I, Sorry. I didn't say the R word. So we're good. Um, <laughs> Miami coming off loss. I made that joke coming, a lot of times on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Miami, Miami coming off a loss is very good. And I think that, is a credit to the coaching staff in Miami. And I think they're going to win this game. All right, cool. Jacoby Brissett <clears throat> revenge tour. 
Uh, we'll move on to the next game here, which is the football team at the fat God. These just get grosser and grosser. Uh, the football team goes down to Mercedes Benz stadium arena, whichever one uh, to take on the Falcons. Stadium. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cause it's not a bet. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, one and two opponents. Um, Josh, I guess you'll go first here. What do we think? I mean, we all know I'm going to pick Washington. I like this team. I think this is a good get on track game for them. I think it's been a tough couple of weeks for them so far, obviously missing Ryan Fitzpatrick, which doesn't help, but this is a chance for them to get back on track before they get into a tough stretch of the schedule against the saints, Chiefs, Packers and Broncos and bucks. Wow. That's a really tough stretch, but Holy smokes. Th- they'll be able to make it work. Heineke's got to get him through that somehow, but I think he'll be able to get through. I like Washington here. Yeah. I also picked the football team to win here. Yeah. I mean, I have the football team. I'll make it three once again, but uh, their defense has not been impressive. I think that against a struggling Falcons offense, it's an opportunity for them to do so. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, the football team is not as bad as the giants, so they should beat the Falcons. Uh, just plain simple. All right. Easy peasy. Next game, a divisional matchup. This should be a fun one. We have the one and two Seattle Seahawks off of their second in a row loss to the Vikings heading out to candlestick. Is this, this is still candlestick, right? Or that's the old one. No, it's Levi stadium. Oh, uh, Levi shoot. Okay. Levi, Levi stadium would take on the two and one Niners. Um, this should be interesting. I don't think we're all going to pick the same one here. Dom, I'll start with you. So you can tell us why I think you're going to pick the Niners. No, I'm not. I'm going to take the Seahawks here. I'm going to take the quarterback here in this game. It's a divisional game. Seattle, they went in there and won two years ago uh, in, in the crowd in that really good game. I think that Seattle, after losing two in a row, they're going to have a good week of practice. I think they bounce back and beat San Francisco, who just had a really hard-fought loss. All right, Josh. What's my tiebreaker in a tough divisional game that I don't know who to pick, guys? You roll with oh, the coach. Shoot. You roll with the coach. Which means you're going to pick the Niners. There you go. Uh, free win. I'll also be taking Seattle. All right. I don't know if that's a free win, but I wouldn't say a divisional game ever is a free win. No, I know. It was a joke because I was picking the Seahawks. That was my transition, Dom. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I think Seattle pulls off a bounce back win here. Uh, my resident Seattle fan is uh, very down bad. Uh, he's convinced himself that this team is going to go five and 12. Um, <laughs> uh, you don't think the Niners are pissed off after that loss, though? Uh, that's fair. Uh, I, I just, I just like Russell Wilson more than Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo. And I also think this Niners defense is very battered up and not and not very good. Defense is not very good. I think uh, DK and Tyler Lockett could go nutso. I think Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Go nuts against this really bad defense. That's fine for me too, Dom. It's also good shout for Leo. So it's fine with me. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll go Seattle though. I, 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 my logic is the same as Dom's. I thought Dom would continue his Seattle Seahawks slander and pick the Niners here. No, they're a okay. good team. Fair enough. All right. So we'll move on to the next one. The one and two Steelers heading to Lambeau after their second loss in a row to Joe Burrow. <laughs> it's funny to say out loud. Uh, I'll start us off on this one. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. 
they're not going to lose in Lambeau to the Steelers. Uh, that offensive line is bad. Najee Harris is good at football. Nobody else on that team is good at football. Give me the Packers. Oh, on shoot. Sorry. TJ Watt is also good at football. Whoopsies. Uh, yeah, but Packers, I will be picking the Packers at home. I love the Packers here as well. I love them giving the six and a half as well. Steelers aren't good. There you go. All right. Dom or Dom Packers. Yeah. Green Bay. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll move on to the final afternoon game, which should be a good game. This should be fun to watch. Yeah. Two more. Oh, we skipped a four or five game, buddy. Oh my God. I skipped, I skipped the best game of the Sunday. What the heck, Leo? Um, yeah. I, whoopsies. Uh, this is game of the week. You definitely didn't skip the best game of Sunday. No, I did. Okay. Narratives wise. No, but matchup wise. Yes. Yeah, but I care more about the narrative. Fair enough. Uh, anyways, 3-0 Cardinals at 3-0 Rams. Uh, this is going to be the two MVP candidates right now shooting out against each other. What do you mean? What are you throwing your hands up? You, you just recently said Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford are one. Okay. It's week three. Who cares who the leading MVP candidates are? I mean, okay. It's still... It's, uh, it's time for setting the game. Up. Come on. I'm presenting the game. Uh, so yeah, Kyler heading to SoFi to take on the Rams. Dom will go last. Josh, who are you picking for this game? Heart says Cardinals. Head says Rams. I'm going to listen to my head here. I think they're the better team as much as I like walking Kyler and this Cardinal team. I think the Rams are really set up to do something special this year. All right. Uh, I will also agree with that. Uh, there are points where the Cardinals got caught off guard against the Jags, which is probably this just them overlooking that game for this game, uh, which I don't really put much stock into it, but I'm not going to pick against Stafford and the Rams until they lose a game uh, this year. So you can lock me in for a Rams pick every week until they lose now after beating Tom Brady. That's what I'm saying right now. So uh, what's their next feasible loss? I mean, I don't think they're going to lose in Seattle. It could be, it could be until the middle of November when they go to San Fran. It could be until off the bye week, which I don't think they're going to lose when they go to Green Bay. Yeah, and that's that's I part mean, of my lo- that's my logic here. You, um, you could be picking them for a long time. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm literally Josh. I will be picking them until they lose a football game. Uh, you, might, so, you might get a long win streak out of that. Yeah, I'm. That's me starting that now. Here, that's what we're doing. I'm sorry I picked the Bucks, Sean McVay. I apologize. Uh, yeah. So Rams, John, Dom, do you want to talk about this game? Cause it's a pretty cool game for the season. Yeah. Sean McVay four and against Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. And that was a Jared Goff and the bad Rams offense of the last two years. He's now got a good offense, still got a good defense. I think the Rams actually pummel the Cardinals here. Uh, I don't know how much they went by, but I, I think they cover that five and a half points. I think a lot of people are probably looking at that and saying, Oh, I, I like the Cardinals there. It's a lot of points, but uh, there's a reason the spread has actually stayed that high considering the fact that a lot of people are betting the Cardinals right now. That's because the smart guys Cardinals are staying are on the range. Money. It opened at six. It's down to four and a half. Right. But the reason that it hasn't like gone down extremely far is because the smart guys are betting on the Rams. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Rams and I think they, they cover. 
All right. So Rams, Rams guy backs Rams. Crazy concept. Um, right. We'll move on to the final afternoon game. Um, I'm correct this time. This will also be a good game. Um, you have the two and one Ravens uh, after being carried to a win by Justin Tucker taking on the three, no Denver Broncos. The no fly zone is returned. Um, and yeah, I'm curious what you guys are thinking of this game. Dom, I'm going to go right back to you. The only game in which yeah. the Baltimore offense has looked impressive is when they're facing one of the worst defenses in the league in the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that Denver is going to be able to stop this Ravens offense. And I think that they're going to find a way to win this in a very close game. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater uh, has been very impressive so far to start the year. We know the Ravens have a ton of injury problems right now. Uh, they are getting Rashad Bateman back. He is eligible and he is yeah. coming off the injured list. Uh, I'm excited to see that, but uh, he's going to be going up against a tough secondary. And I think that Denver is going to be able to win this game. Not a great first game for the rookie at all. <laughs> uh, to say the least. Uh, since Dom took Broncos, I'm here to take the Ravens. Um, all right. We, we are separate on one game. Yeah. Um, I like... Harborough and Lamar Jackson in big games against big opponents. I think he's good enough to get them a win here. I think the game last week was a product of the Ravens overlooking the Lions and seeing how the Broncos played. <clears throat> I think it'll be close. I think the Broncos defense will do great things. I, I think this comes down to Justin Tucker again, and I think he wins it again uh, for the Ravens. So I will go with the Ravens in a close one. Josh, where, where are you leaning? I'm going with the Broncos here, Leo. I just think they're the better team. I mean, I've been really impressed with the way this team has been playing the last couple of weeks. Of course, it's been against some subpar opponents, but I think they've been hearing that all week. And this is an opportunity for them to get a team in their building who they know if they beat them, those people will shut up. And I think they're going to be able to beat them. I'd like this defense to win a big one here against the Ravens. I totally understand picking the Broncos. Uh, so, yeah. All right. We'll move on to the Sunday night football game. The coolest narrative of the season so far ever. It is the infamous. I guess it's not really going to be infamous because he's going to get cheered. But uh, it is the return of Tom Brady to Foxborough and Gronk. Also, uh, they're heading back up to Foxborough where they will absolutely demolish a mediocre to bad Patriots team. There's my pick. There you go. Uh, one of you two could talk about this game now. <laughs> I'm going to take the Bucks. I mean, they're just better. No other way to slice it up. But I'm really, really interested to watch this football game. I think it's just going to be interesting to see how the crowd reacts to Brady, how Brady reacts to the crowd, what the moment's like when Brady sets the all-time passing yards record. He only needs, I believe, 68, 68. yards to do so. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a really cool moment for him to not only do that, but to do that in Foxborough and to do that in a different Jersey is going to be weird, but I'm glad that he's going to be able to do it there. It's going to be interesting to see him hug Belichick after the game. I'm curious to see how that interaction goes. Curious to see how some of his interactions with some of his former teammates go. I'm certainly taking the box. They're the better team, but th this is going to be a really, really weird thing to watch. hundred percent. Dom. I actually think this is a game that's going to be much closer than people realize. I think that the Patriots match up decently well with the Buccaneers and no one knows Tom Brady better than Bill Belichick. So I think that they're actually going to instill a good game plan. It's going to frustrate him. He's never had to face Belichick. So 
he, uh, I mean, oh, he's going to know it. He's going to know what's going to come after him, but he's not really going to know how to counteract it. And the Tampa Bay pass rush has been very unimpressive so far. They only have three sacks on the year. Uh, they're allowing a ton of passing yards. And I think that their linebacking core, especially Devin white against the pass is not as great. And the two tight end set that new England is like to run. I think it'd give them some problems there. Obviously Hunter Henry and, uh, and Johnny Smith haven't been good so far, but I do think that the Patriots are going to keep it close, but Tom Brady uh, marches on a game winning drive to defeat the Patriots. Oh, I, I do agree with your logic there, Dalm, and that's why I'm really scared to pick this spread. I'm really going back and forth on it. I don't know where I'm leaning yet, but I am taking the Bucs to win the game outright because, like I said, they are just clearly the better team. There you go. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the Monday night game. And, gentlemen, if you didn't notice, uh, I have not dropped my hot take yet. Uh, so here we are. I will be dropping my hot take on one of my favorite teams this year. Chargers by double digits to win this game. Uh, Justin Herbert uh, was called by Steve Young. Steve Young, one of the great quarterbacks, was talking about all the quarterbacks he sees in the league right now. And we've been used to watching how he likes to talk. Everyone likes to talk about Rodgers, Brady, Manning. And then he called Justin Herbert a guy who will be in that discussion soon. Uh, he will be, and this will be the game that he shows you why. Also, Asante Samuel Jr. has been one of the best draft picks from the draft so far. Um, makes me not like the Leonard Dickerson pick as an Eagles fan. Regardless, uh, I'm going to be rolling with the Chargers to win by double digits in SoFi. Let's go, Bolts. There's my I think take. it's a good pick. And Gerald McCoy... He, uh, he was suspended today for substance abuse. So he's been a big part of why that Raiders defense has actually been surprisingly really good and putting less pressure on Justin Herbert is not going to help you out in terms of beating the chargers. So I do like the hot take. I will follow you in the suit of picking the chargers in this game. And there's going to be a, uh, a tie for second place in this division at three and one behind Denver, in my opinion. There you go. I'm predicting a three-way tie. Fun stuff. AFC West looking a little weird. Um, Josh, are you going to finish this off? You also going bolts? Yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers as well. I'm not as confident in it as you guys are. I think the Raiders are a pretty good team, but I think Herbert coming off the mojo of last game, he'll look good coming back home. Fans are going to be excited to get this team back home in prime time now that especially after that big win. However, it is going to be interesting to have a lot of Raiders fans there. Obviously, a big population of Raider fans in Los Angeles with their history in that city. So it's going to be a mixed crowd, but I think there is going to be a decent Charger crowd there off of the last game. So I think the home field advantage for the Raiders that you would have seen probably gets washed out a little bit. So I'm going to go with the Chargers here. I think they're rolling into this one. And I thought the Raiders came very close to giving that game away against Miami. and. Not loving the way they looked at the end of that one. So I'll go with the Chargers. Bring the vivid seats. 75% of ticket sales on that app are to Raiders fans. Wow. Hmm. So I, uh, I have several places you buy seats. So I don't know. I know it's but... not, but I, I don't think that Raiders fans are only going to vivid seats. Um, sure. I, I think that I'm going to be pulling out the tweets for my bookmark of Chargers fans citing FanFest as a reason that their fan base is much bigger than it actually is. 
Dom pulling out bookmark tweets. Look out Twitter sphere. Holy smokes. Yeah. This guy's going into his bag. All right. Well, that does wrap up, almost wrap up episode 47 of Split the Scene podcast. We've gone through all of our week four picks. You can check out how they go. You'll see hot takes on Twitter. Check us out on Twitter, obviously, at Split the Scene. But for now, we'll jump into final thoughts. Josh, talk about what I know you're going to talk about, but go ahead. Got to talk about it, guys. The slaughter at the water, 19 to 9 win for the boys out there at Whistling Straits. Big win for the U.S. Just dominant, dominant performance. Biggest margin of victory in a Ryder Cup since the continental Europe was introduced. And I want to say 1973. I might be wrong about that one. Excuse me, 1975. I'm looking at it now. But just an unbelievable, unbelievable performance from the U.S. team. They were fantastic, of course, led by Dustin Johnson going 5-0, and just the third player all-time to do that in the Ryder Cup. Phenomenal performance by the whole team. Great for Steve Stricker. He was a great captain. The post-game, the post-tournament press conference after was phenomenal. All the guys just hammered there, ready to go, partying. It was a great time. Great tournament all around. Really enjoyed it. Two years over in Europe and then four years in Beth Page Black. Hopefully, I will be there. Awesome. America. All right. Anyways. Um, yeah. Nice guys. Uh, Dom, <laughs> hot, uh, final thought. Uh, my final thought Padres have officially missed the playoffs. <laughs> I, I shut up. Why are you laughing? Sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Who's the record too right now? Yeah. Looks like it. Uh, it's amazing. Gonna... The Phillies are going to finish the best of our three teams. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, That's really say, sad. Didn't have to say that. Anyways, I, I thought I we were just su- realized it. Like cool. <laughs> that's not good. Thank you. Uh, Did not see that coming. <laughs> I'm gonna choose to look back on this really fun season for the first four and a half months. Uh, this was easily the most fun I'd had as a Padres fan. Uh, the times that I had at Petco Park this summer including see Leo there. I think Leo and I went to four games together. Uh, and uh, yes. was it four? It was four. And for three of them, Dom was over the moon for the fourth one. Dom was anxious. Well, no, I mean, for the fourth one, they ended up winning. So no, no, I'm just talking about the general season, like how you're feeling. Like the uh, first yeah. three, Dominic Stern was just like, I could die tomorrow. Happy. And, you know, cussing out whatever team we were playing, especially that Reds game. After yeah, the, that, that uh, red yeah. game was electric. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, but I, I was going to take this moment to look back on some of my favorite moments of the season. Uh, obviously, you got to start with the first like really cool moment of the season, which was in Texas when Joe Musgrove threw the first no-hitter to the San Diego Padres. Uh, I remember I was sitting right here watching the game on my computer with my roommate and one of my best friends out here, my Pat Fortuna. Uh, I ended up writing the game recap for that game, so... Uh, I'll forever be a part of Potter's history on in a very, very small note, but uh, that was uh, truly happy. Uh, I almost went to that game, but that was awesome. And then also just being able to attend 20 wins this summer at Petco park. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Some of my favorite moments were uh, the first game in which Petco park opened to full capacity uh, after blowing a two run lead in the ninth inning, Eric Hosmer had a game tying home run. Then Victor Caratini hit the winning, the game winning home run two at bats later. So that was awesome. Two days later, the game that Leo and I were just talking about a Saturday game on Fox against the Reds 
where Ha Sung Kim came in for an injured Fernando Tatis Jr. and hit the game-winning two-run home run in the eighth inning. And then the Reds made the mistake of pulling the pitcher, and then the entirety of Petco Park started dancing the Gognam style uh, in honor of Ha Sung Kim. And it was one of the most electric experiences. Later that week, the Dodgers came to town and the Padres swept them. I went to two out of the three games there, yelled at the Dodgers a lot, yelled at Julio Urias a lot, uh, yelled at Will Smith a lot, uh, got a lot of stares from Dodgers fans and was the first time in a very long time the Padres swept the Dodgers. And it was kind of like the first time where you're like, all right, the Padres can do this. They didn't, but uh, I'll never forget that. And then also just uh, hugging the fans around me, knowing that we had suffered through a lot and knowing how happy we were. Uh, it's been a tough month and a half. I, uh, this off season is going to be wild and for a lot different reasons than why this past off season was a ton of fun. It's going to be a lot of changes. I'm not sure what those changes will be, but still excited for Padres baseball because we have two of the best players in the game. Dom, when you go back and edit this podcast later tonight, I want you to edit in time of your life by green day into the background of that rant. <laughs> I don't know if I'll have time that, but maybe. All right. Just to make, it make that would sound great. <laughs> that was great. That was, that was, um, what's the word? What's like the, whatever. Uh, I don't know. Leo, uh, tell us about Ben Simmons. Man, my transition. Um, I'm just going to lean back. Uh, I'm going to pretend there's a fire next to me. Um, Yeah. So to go from uh, a disappointing team and what will be a sad off season to a team's disappointment and off season that can never be topped from depressionville USA. um, Ben Simmons, uh, please sit out. Go ahead. Sit out. I, I, I hope you lose all of that money. All of it. Um, so if he sits out, he doesn't count against the salary cap. I have no clue. I don't even know, man. I can't believe we're at this point. I just want to die. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Stephen A. Smith today put it very, very well. Um, ben Simmons, if you developed a jump shot and shot 70 to 75% from the line, you would be the next closest thing to LeBron James. Hands down, bottom line, no ifs, ands, or buts. You could be and that I've been good. saying that for a long time. You, you could be that good. Um, the narrative that you can't play in front of the Philly fans because we're too mean to you. There were people in game five cheering you on from the free throw line and the entire game saying you can't play with Joel Embiid anymore because you don't think that relationship will ever work. You are 34 and 34 in games without Joel Embiid. You whiny little bleep. Uh, it's just... It's just the worst thing in the world. It's there's been nothing worse in my sports time. I would watch. I would watch the Alshon Jeffrey interception for a hundred hours straight. That you're telling games. me would, you would rather. You're telling me this is worse than Carson Wentz getting hurt. This is worse than Carson Wentz getting hurt. This is worse than the Kawhi Leonard bounce in shot. All of this is worse nothing will ever be worse than that shot. Yes, I forgot that is, was Philly. This that, is the, the worst world stopped time. during that shot. Of course it did. That, I, that was gonna... unlike any sports moment I've ever experienced. The world literally stopped as the ball was on top of that rib. Yeah, I mean, I've ta- I don't really want to talk about that either. But this is the worst <laughs> thing. I just, I, 
I've been so frustrated. I've been so angry. I just don't feel anything anymore. Like I, I literally can't feel anything. I'm at the point where I wish I didn't invest emotion into basketball. Like I, it's so bad. I, I, I will never, I don't think I can ever hit rock bottom again like this because I'm just, I know how good he can be. And for him to be just such a pompous baby, I want to swear. And on so that much, note, the, the Cardinals winning streak is over. Okay. Thanks for that random interruption. Uh, I, it just happened and I saw it and I felt like sharing. I, um, we are a baseball podcast at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I just, I just, I don't have words anymore. It, this is just so bad and I don't know how it's going to end. I just don't like talking basketball anymore. Like I, it's it just, he's he, Ben Simmons. You've ruined my joy for this sport of NBA right now. So hopefully something will save it. But right now I just, I hate it. Uh, yeah. So that's my depressing, depressing final thought. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining my Ted talk. Uh, anyways, <laughs> that will be uh, episode 47 of the split the scene podcast where we talk about sports where players aren't little babies. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, hopefully we'll be talking about the wild card game outcomes, seeing how our picks compared to them. And obviously another slate of NFL football where we can try and see if Josh can have a good week picking. Um, and listen, listen, man, you brought up the shot. So I had to, uh, yeah, we'll technically talk to- you brought it up. I didn't get to it yet. I, oh, I did shoot. You're right. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> anyways, this is rambling for too long. We'll see you guys next week. Enjoy uh, the full slate of football.